afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A variety of things we're going to take a look at the market trade today. Cattle, are they a little tired in the trade? We know that there was a big struggle in the hogs. Gave back what we even tried to gain in yesterday's trade. We look at the cash markets. There was some 107 in the south, but is it enough to even excite this market? Probably not at the moment. Not only that, uh, we got some of the worst maybe over for the hogs on the grain side. The Pro Farmer Crop Tour. Everything's rosy, but for how long will that last in the market? So a lot to look at today as we talk with Brad Coima. Brad is with Coima, Coima and Farlick out of Sioux Center, Iowa. And let's start out about this cattle market. Are they really as tired as they feel? Well, I, you know... There's an old saying, of course, and I'm an old goat, as you know, in this thing. But there's, you know, an old saying in the futures industry that a bull needs to get fed every day, right? Um, uh, in other words, so a market that that's that's going higher, it, there is some element of that, unfortunately, that you need to kind of throw some, uh, continue to throw good news at that market to justify the, the the buying. I, I, I didn't wasn't particularly excited about the way the spreads acted the last two days. Um, you know, that, I think that's one overall indication of market strength. And you saw the front end of the market yesterday as well as today be the weakest. Some of that, I think, Susan, was influenced by a, a fundamental, and that is that there seems to be this one entity in the South that continues to insist on making deliveries. You know, you mentioned a little bit on the, on the, on the, um, whatever, the prelim there that, you know, there was some 107 trade in the South. Well, then uh, August Cattle closed at 106.90 yesterday. And yet, uh, somebody thinks that they should make delivery. Well, delivery doesn't isn't free. Um, Cost you easily over two bucks a hundred to make delivery. So I don't know what the strategy is there. I guess you'd have to ask that entity. But so they moved the dates all the way up to July 13. So if you're long, you kind of like, oh no, I really don't want to catch cattle delivery down there. And so the selling comes in, and I think that was part of the problem with the front end of the market. So um, I don't want to be misunderstood. I'm not, you know, like screaming that this is it, never going to have another update, but the market has gotten itself a little overbought and probably is about due for a little bit of a pause here, maybe. So why did the cash not excite? I mean, it's a Tuesday. To see cash already being talked about in the South at 107, you would think that it might get the markets a little bit excited to see some movement. I Absolutely. I was disappointed in the market's reaction to that news, too. We, we were like 20, 30 lower. Uh, and then that news hit the deal. It's the same uh, regional packer that has paid up money in the South for a few weeks in a row. Um, and, uh, you know, last week it was 105. Now this is 107. Sounds like we're just, you know, marching right along. Uh, and the market rallied back to steady higher and then just couldn't get anything past that. Um, there was a, you know, a little bit of, excuse me, bidding going around in the North. Allegedly they're getting a few cattle bought at 106 to 7. I can't imagine. I certainly hope it's not very many because We've been premium in the South here for several weeks, and we have every right to be premium in the South because we're much more current than they are. Um, so I, I guess I'm going to still think that by the time we get to the end of the week, we don't need to give up on a Tuesday. We, by the time we get to the end of the week, um, that maybe we can be still a couple over and be more like at that 108, 109 level. Um, this is a week where historically this is a, is, a, is a little bit of a seasonal high-ish week on cash cattle. Uh, when you get a couple of weeks away from Labor Day, uh, that often, you know, you've had a little bounce in the boxes because of that Labor Day uh, featuring, um, and that sometimes encourages a little more action in the cash. So I, I, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not going to ignore the idea that, you know, we, we are at a time frame here cash-wise where the market sometimes will slow up a little bit from here, too. So when is it going to take a, to pick up in the north? We have a Catalan feed report that comes out at the end of the week. Is the north going to wait till after that report? 
a great point. I hadn't thought of that. I think you're right on to something there. You know, typically when the Packers trying to trying to avoid paying out money, he'll he'll wait till the very last minute and hope that maybe a bearish report will help uh, you know win the day for him. So I, yeah, you know what? I wouldn't be at all surprised that we might see something like that this week. So where are we sitting when it comes to slaughter? I'm uncomfortable. Um, I think for about four weeks we haven't really killed as many as I would have liked us to see. You know, when we were really running hard, uh, you know, trying to play catch up, uh, we saw slaughter levels in that 650, 660. There was even a week there was over 670. Um, and now we've been running in the 630 to 640 range. Um, I worry that we should be killing about 650. But um, at this point, the average weights, while they're high, they're not, you know, they're, un- they're seasonally high. They're they're higher than last year, and obviously we all know that, and that's because of the backlog. So you know, some of that's been hard to exactly digest. I, I worry because I know that, I don't know that there is a packer out there that, you know, is feeling like he's running at 100% efficiency. It's... You know, you still have some absenteeism. The biggest problem, of course, is they've had to slow down, space out the fab line uh, fabrication uh, because of COVID uh, protocols. Um, and and so I, I I just I I'm a little uncomfortable with the kill level, and I'm a little uncomfortable with the fact that the October's are a three dollar premium in the August, which I think is giving you a little bit of this holding action notion in the country where the guys go, well, it looks like it's going to get better. I'll just make these cattle bigger. It seemed like I'm getting by with that anyway this year. So I, I, I would be just a little more of a yellow blinking light cautionary deal that this thing don't, you know, don't discount the fact that this thing's had a pretty good correction. From the feeder perspective, though, things look a little bit better. Um, I would agree. Um, you know, still looking at red ink, but it's it's not quite as, as ugly as it was. Um, if one was fortunate enough to have the courage here to buy some feeder cattle the last four to six weeks, you're looking at stuff that'll hedge pretty easy now, too. We've been doing a little of that here. Um, you know, because obviously we all feel the need to make some money this round after this last fiasco for the last 12 months. Um, so th- there's a little better opportunity in that regard. But you know, a lot of these cattle still that we'd be selling right now, at least mine, would break even closer to, you know, 112 to 115. Uh, so we need a little more than this, this 107 to get us back to shore. All right, well, stick around, folks. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about this cattle market. Look at the struggle bus that is happening on this hog complex and then a focus on Pro Farmer Tour and what's been happening in the grains today. It's a Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Org. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're continuing our conversation with Brad Coyma of Coyma, Coyma and Varlick. And let's talk before we wrap up on the, on the cattle funds. You had said over the commercial break that maybe they're doing a little buying of the cattle. Oh, yeah, that's a, a, a good thing to talk about for just a second here anyway. Um, funds coming in at about roughly 64000 long. Um, funds have been um, probably one of your better buyers here as the market, you know, we, as we turn the technicals up. Um, you know, we, we hate the funds when they're selling them, but we certainly like it when they're on our side, of course. Um, 64,000 is not a big position for them. Um, you know, they've had upwards to 150 at times in some of the big mega rallies we've had. But even to say to put, you know, to, to put you at a, a kind of a okay number up to 100,000, I, I would say that, the, <coughs> excuse me, the buying power, that there's definitely some buying power uh, left in the fund's pocket here. So, uh, that, that's probably as much a reason that I'm still generally a little friendly to the market, uh, because the funds can make water run uphill. 
Okay, these hogs. Uh, I have never seen a struggle bus like we seem to have been stuck in. What are your thoughts on what's been happening? And is it possible that the worst is over and we can move positive? That's a loaded question, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'll you know give you a political answer where he says everything, but then people go, what a deal. Is he bullish or bearish? You know, um, I'll say this. I'll summarize it. I am bullish from these price levels. But here's the difficulty here on the hogs. You know, I talked a little bit about the slaughter level on the cattle, and, and unfortunately you got the same situation to a degree on the on the hogs where it doesn't feel like we're maybe killing as many as we should or could have, could be. But unlike the cattle, the hogs have this whole, um, you know, what what is the actual visible supply for right now? What is um, the impact of... The uh, euthanizing. Um, the, the, what is the impact of this uh, slow grow, no grow feeding program that a lot of these hogs are on for a while? I, to me, it's much more difficult as a fundamentalist to, 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 to really feel confident about um, the number, the overall supply of the hogs than it is at any other time. I, I guess the hogs have, now, like yesterday, December hogs. We closed high range. We closed the highest we closed in two months. And what do we do today? Really, I didn't sense that the news was any worse. And all of a sudden, we just break a dollar eighty. Um, that's been the nature of the beast. Now, thankfully, it also about when it trades really poorly, like today, the following day, it has a tendency to rip right around and come right back up. Uh, my view would be that the key to the deal is is that you. I think you've got an export partner in China that needs to buy pork. While I think they're expanding their herd. And I think they're being aggressive to do it, which is part of the reason I'm going to be a little bit friendly to grains when we get to that topic. In the meanwhile, I do think they're going to continue to buy pork from us. So I, I'm more of a $60, $62 guy on the December hogs. I think that's where we're going next. But, you know, let's see if we can put two updates together once, huh? All right. Look at the uh, grain side of the market. Pro Farmer Crop Tour. It always seems to start out rosy. Um, even with the struggles that South Dakota saw last year, there's just a lot of positive vibes happening that is until they hit the third and fourth day of this of this tour this year. I I think you're uh, spot on there. I'm personally I'm not a real big fan of this this crop tour. Uh, whatever. I mean, um, I've often thought what, what would be more fun would have a a Budweiser cattle feedlot tour. I think that sounds like a way better time to me. Um, but um, the the <laughs> you're you're getting um, a read from. Uh, guys that I think are fairly knowledgeable, but you're, you're looking at sometimes a crop that lacks maturity, uh, and sometimes it's the luck of the draw, too, exactly which piece of ground that they're going to go take a look at to evaluate. But absolutely, when you're talking about the fringe, the both north or the east and the west fringes of the Corn Belt, that's where things have been good all year. Um, now, as you move toward the middle of this thing and the effects of the, of the, of the big windstorm, I got a feeling they're going to see, see something different as they move into these couple of pretty big drought areas in western Iowa, I think they're going to also see a different story. Um, I, I, I think that you know to have this little 20-cent blip is not enough weather premium, risk premium in the corn. I think that we can move that market more towards 360 to 370. And it's not just because I think the crop's smaller. I think it's because we've got much, much, much better demand than the market's dialing in. Um, our ethanol plants are coming back online. The one that's closest to where I'm sitting right now is running at, at 100% again, finally. Um, you've got, I think, uh, 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 export demand here, too. You know, nobody's even talking about, you know, we've got nine 
uh, significant bean sales to China in the last almost three weeks, uh, and there was a corn sale to him this morning, um, uh, which I think is relative to the African swine fever being finally put to bed and, and them needing to buy feed again. So I'm more of a demand bull uh, on, on the grain thing uh, with the idea that they really don't know how good or bad this crop is yet, and we won't for a little while yet. All right, sounds good, Brad. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Hey, call us 800-358-3047. Thanks for having me on again. That's Brad Coima. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss, and they're not suitable for all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and your local Fontenelle dealers. Check this out as a podcast at RuralRadio.com, wherever you subscribe, and on Spotify as well. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.